Hi, and welcome to Caffeination 510. the Woohoo edition here at the Caffeination Podcast. Yet once more, we are attempting to do a live show, so if you are listening to this after the fact, you can hear all the wonderful things. You can see all the wonderful goodness, hopefully, over on our YouTube YouTube channel, but everything's listed over at www.caffination.com. That is caffeination.com, in case you couldn't figure that out for yourself. This is the Caffeine Culture and Technology News sort of half hour. Uh, we, we like to find the best in little geeky bits that have slipped through the crack of the mainstream media and all the other fun people and all the ships at sea uh, that, that, that are out there. And there's so much news flying around that we like to kind of hit on the offbeat stuff, the stuff that you may not have heard, or at least give you a different uh, take on some of the things that you might have actually heard. So I am Paul. I am Steve. And we are both uh, here and ready to uh, get this up and going. And we've talked about it a couple times already, but this is the biggest party night of the year. I know you're going to 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 uh to go against me on this one, but everybody goes home for Thanksgiving in the USA. Apparently, uh, according to Mr. 486 in the chat room, Thanksgiving in Canada was on the 10th of uh what was it? The 10th of October. So we are well past the deadline for that one, so we are sorry to our Canadian friends. However, we we're sitting here and uh there's a lot of turkey to eat tomorrow. Yeah, there is. So uh, we we're, we're going to try and get this up and ready and uh, get out the door. Uh, if you are looking for this episode, I already told you where you can find it. But if you'd like to contact us, you can contact me at paul at caffeination.com. Or steve at caffeination.com. We have everything up and running right now, sort of. The Steve Cam is working, so you can see his bright and shining face <laughs> as he uh, attempts to give you the, the news of the day. And uh, now we, of course, have the uh, wide-angle lens that I can fit in as well. Um, we have a whole bunch of fun stuff to talk about, everything from Google TV, which is one of my favorite uh, little geek gadgets in the house, to uh, lollipops, to all kinds of uh, crazy news and things that you may have found around. So it, it, it's going to be an interesting week. There's, there wasn't a whole lot of really jump-out, right-in-your-face kind of tech news this week. No, this full week it was actually pretty quiet, so it's actually going Turkey and snow. Everybody's gearing up for the huge Black Friday events, and if you love your country, you're going to spend a mint kind of thing. Um, I'm more along the lines of, you know, why don't we uh, kind of ride the, the sales that we see and try not to kill anybody on Friday? Yeah. So I, I hate Black Friday. I'm not going to be going out and during it. You're just going to be coming home after the madness has started. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> it's going to be kind of a, a fun night. But um, all right, so Steve, what did you do geeky this week? Um, very seldom I played, uh, Gears of War, uh, Horde. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't too bad so far, but that's, cool. that's about it. That... Cool. Uh, I'm still out of work, going back on Monday. Thumbs up with the special arm as well. I got to, uh, got to go to the doctor's office and see my x-rays. I was, I was unaware when I originally thought they did it. They, they didn't put a screw in my shoulder. They didn't put a bone anchors or anything crazy like that. Uh, they actually drilled a hole through my collarbone and Ooh. through the, um, the scapula, the, the shoulder blade on the back. Right. And they put several cables down through it, several uh, stitches. And there's actually on the x-ray you can see a button. Like you would have on your shirt, on top of my collarbone, and on the back of the shoulder plate. <laughs> so when I can get pictures of them, I'm going to put them up on the website because they look really, really funny. It seriously looks like some you know somebody's like laid a shirt over top of the X-ray. <laughs> They're not metal or anything. It's just pretty funny. So now I'll always have the button right in there. It's not coming out or anything. So all the stitches are out. I'm feeling fantastic. Let's see if I still feel that way after the first day at work. But still, I've been doing a whole lot of stuff around here in the lair. I've gotten. Whew. 
all kinds of test servers up and running, been doing a lot of coding, a lot of design work. So it's, it's been a really geeky week. It's just not all kinds of stuff I could talk about. Hush, hush, kind of, you know what I'm saying. So, uh, <laughs> all right. So, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's basically what's out there. Is there anything geeky out there that you've done that you're particularly proud of? Hey, shoot an email off to caffeination at gmail.com, and we'll gladly announce it on the next show. That's where we're trying to, you know, make this a nice, fun service. So if there's a particular website you might be interested in or a website that you might be proud of that you worked on or you did or you actually work with, you know, hey, feel free to pimp it in on the uh, the comments or anything else like that because, you know, that's what we're here for. We're, we're here to help, uh, you know, bridge the community that's around the Caffeination podcast. So Bridge the community. That's nice. Look, I'm just trying to go with the flow here. I got nothing left. It's been a long week. What do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we're going to start off with the first story here today, and that is Samsung and Google TV have uh, gotten a fun little uh, thing going together. I love the Google TV as it is. I think it's a great little gadget. I have the Logitech review. Logitech recently got a new president, and they he called the Google TV the biggest mistake the company has made in the past, like, 20 years, which for somebody who's responsible for, you know, I don't know, almost every mouse and keyboard that you, you've ever owned. It's pretty pretty uh, big when they come right out and say everything's just been a massive mistake. So it, it's, it's kind of interesting because it, I don't think I've ever heard a CEO be that honest and that kind of blatantly out there about any kind of news like this. Right. But at the same point in time, I really think he's selling the, the platform short. In order to actually get this kind of stuff up and running, you need to have partnerships with the networks, and that's the one thing that Google kind of did and – it didn't work out. Like the networks are basically blocking them. So I love the fact that it, you know, kind of integrates with whole, uh, you know, set top boxes and everything. and really works all that stuff out, but I kind of wish for more. And hopefully when the, the review gets updated, I'll be able to actually see some of the more stuff, but Sony's now coming out with one or still has one. And Samsung has been, uh, is putting it into their latest product. I have a feeling the only reason Samsung is doing it is because they kind of rolled their own operating system with uh, some of their web enabled TVs for a while. Mm-hmm. And I think that, this is a replacement because it takes the onus for updating the software and everything out of their hands. And it's like, you know, all of a sudden it's like, hey, we can just rely on Google to do the updates. So I think it's pretty cool. So, all right, what's the next little thing we got for you here? Next thing we got is a lightning cannon. Lightning plasma. That's right. Woo-hoo. And uh, what this is is apparently a uh, group of students from uh, the University of Canterbury in New Zealand have uh, built themselves a lightning cannon. Well, they called it a research project. Uh, I call it awesome. I don't care what you say. And this is the image for the folks that are in the chat room. This is the image of what it actually looks like when it's firing. That's pretty neat, too. uh, And all it is is uh, copper wiring and electric voltage. And that's what you get. Yeah, basically what they did was they... uh, they have an incredibly fine copper filament. They yeah. said it's somewhere around the thickness of, like, thread. Yeah. And they strung it for 200 feet and ran... How many volts is that? Is it that they ran through it? I don't think it, it's said. Okay. it's They ran, like, an insanely high charge through it. And it's not just volts. It's probably also a little bit of wattage to give it the kick, you know? Yeah. But uh, a little, little amperage, you know, to use the proper terminology. But I'm not entirely sure. I mean, it's, it's not anything like a Tesla coil. Or it could be exactly like a Tesla coil. I have no idea. But um, as soon as they ran the, the high charge through the copper filament, it actually exploded and made this brilliant bright lightning bolt go from point A to point B. The cool thing about the article is that one of the uh, people in the uh, – one of the commenters basically said, so how soon till this happens to every taser that we see on the market where you just go <laughs> – 
I was like, I mean, I think more so, even if it did absolutely no damage to somebody, if you zapped somebody and like it shot them with lightning, how cool would that be? It's not just, you know, you sit there, you twitch and then you fall over. I'm pretty sure, you know, it's like, uh, we've heard stories from cops that, you know, when they're trying to subdue people who are, uh, you know, on, on, uh, different kinds of drugs and stuff like that, they can't, it doesn't necessarily work with the taser. Right. I mean, this would be a shock to the system to see like a bolt of lightning. It's like Zeus just done said, you should stop doing what you're doing. <laughs> No clue exactly how dangerous it is, but hey, it looks pretty cool, you know? Oh, yeah. All right, next little fun thing we got for you here. It's a snowball launcher, and not just any snowball launcher, a crossbow snowball launcher, which I just don't understand, because back in our day, it was we used our hands. <laughs> now it's getting real technical. You know right? what? The, the scary thing is that kid looks like he lives across the street from me. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I love a good snowball fight as much as the next guy, but that that that's a little above and beyond. I it, I don't even know how well it would work. I mean, because I mean, it has to have some kind of bag system to keep the ball the snowball in there. Because if it doesn't, it's just going to disintegrate as soon as that giant rubber band hits it. Yeah. But it's for forty bucks. I mean, maybe I could see twenty. I could see fifteen. But you know, you could probably make that yourself. I, I can make a lot of things myself. Yeah, my, wife, my wife loves when I say that because she knows that you know there's some kind of trip to Home Depot in it right <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm shocked at the fact that this thing can uh, launch one of the, well, a snowball sixty feet. And sixty feet. You know, why do you need to launch it sixty feet? I don't, I, know. I don't know. It's all about subterfuge. That's you got to right. get right up close. You got to hide behind the cars. <laughs> so I mean that that's what it's about, people. It's not about you know, trying to walk around nilly willy. <laughs> All right, so there's a whole bunch of fun applications for that, but there's a bunch of other fun things that they have over on uh, device.com that's actually a uh, a fun little showcase of some of the different gifts that they have out there that are all under like 50 bucks or something like that, I think they are. But I, I like it. I think it's neat. It's just it's one of those things where you're looking at it going, I, I that can't be real and it can't actually be useful. Right. So <laughs> who knows? <laughs> All right, next little thing that we got for you here is a wonderful game of vertical chess. Yes, you heard me correctly. This is a massive uh, investment in your home. It's for $300. You two can have a fun little hoity-toity chess set that is built directly into your wall. Yeah, as you'll see over in the chat, or you can follow along at the video at home. But this is like a tiny little uh, shelf, has all kinds of fun little wood inlays, and actually has real chess pieces going up the wall. I love the fact that that it's doing this. This looks really cool, except for the fact that I think I could build one of these myself. And you know, this is this is one of those things where it's like I want to go through like a garage sale or something to pick up like a really cheesy looking old frame. Yeah. And I I don't necessarily need it to be all hand inlaid wood or anything like that to to, to have have up there and you know be all kinds of pretty. But you know I'm pretty sure if I painted one on there it would look really nice. Oh yeah. In fact, I might even be able to put it together with a laser cutter. There you go. And maybe even make like little two deep chess pieces instead of uh, the 3D. Yeah, so you can have them. They would actually be flat against the wall or something like magnetic poetry chess. There you go. That's something we we now all we're getting somewhere. Now you're cooking with gas. But uh, all right, this is a little similar to the tri D chess from uh, Star Trek. But and is it, some of you may actually remember that it's it was originally put out there as part of uh, the original Star Trek series, and. Uh, 
it's kind of an interesting little thing. There's actually rules to it that were invented after the fact. So they had this this whole chess set actually up, uh, but they didn't have the rules for how you should play it until several years afterwards. So I thought that was kind of fun, just kind of a one-off that we were going to throw out there. But, uh, you know, more, more beyond that. The next little thing we got for you here is the Humble Bundle. Now, I don't know if anybody's ever heard of this before. You had never heard of it before no. we started talking about no, it. But this is basically a way for people who are interested in indie development games and interested in uh, you know giving to charity and all other kinds of different little fun micro purchases out there though it's a way that you can kind of give back to the community to support a bunch of indie, indie game developers and get uh, a lot more installs for their stuff I love this thing because there's been a whole bunch of really fun little games and usually there's like four or five games that are up there and you can donate whatever you whatever you want I, I think it's even it's like a dollar. You could donate a dollar and get most of the games that are there. Right. But if you donate more than the average donation is, which it, that's why it usually pays to get in on the, the, the beginning of it, because I think they have some of the, the donate donors listed there, but some of the donors are actually $1,000. And, and like they have lists to, to all the different stuff that's up there. It's like uh, expired Popsicle donated $1,024. Wow. Because, you know, uh, Go Linux Go donated $500. So these are all fun different people. Then, you know, it goes all the way down to like 150 and stuff like that. I think if somebody's willing to donate something like that, then, you know, it might be uh, that they, they, maybe they would donate to the Caffeination podcast. Maybe. That, that, that would be awesome. But <laughs> beyond all that, uh, if you donate more than $3.80 to the Hundra Humble Introversion Bundle, you get Aquaria Crayon Physics Deluxe, which you saw me playing that Wish today. I, yeah. That is so cool. That alone, Crayon Physics alone, is worth 5 bucks. I mean, it's you know or worth whatever you want to throw at it to, to actually get it. There's also Uplink, Darwinia, Defcon, Multiwinia, and then some of your uh, donation can actually go to the Electronic Frontier Foundation and the Child's Play Charity. Child's Play is near and dear to my heart, so I was happy to donate to it today. And they have two prototypes that actually came out today that were included when it, right after I bought it that I didn't even know about. The Subversion City Generator and the Vorksoul Tech Demo. So you can get to see new technology that's actually up there for games that are going to be out in the future. So you can actually build an entire city or just city just with a, a programming language where you hit like three buttons and all of a sudden it generates a city randomly. Wow. And they're pretty cool. Like, I've seen some of the generative process things, like, uh, in architecture. Right. It's like where they'll build an entire building system out of triangles just by hitting one button and typing a couple commands. But this is, like, you know, takes it to the next step level where you can actually build, like, a city and stuff. It's pretty cool. All right, next little thing we got for you here. Is uh, Virtual Bodyguard. And if you're like me, you know, playing these games today, they, they actually tend to get irritating when <laughs> you, you move a step and boom, you're done. But, uh, yeah, somebody came up with a great idea of uh, posting that they'll be your bodyguard for 30 minutes in any of the following shooter games uh, on Xbox, which is Call of Duty, uh, 4, The Black Ops, Halo Reach, Battlefield 3, and uh, Battlefield Bay Company 2. Now, you know, that's, that's, you know what, that's not a bad idea, you know. And I'm, I'm pretty sure you might be able to pick up some extra money for that. Probably, you so know, and, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm amazed by it. I think it's a great idea, actually. So, I really I mean, do. Uh, which, which games are you good enough to at where you could probably be somebody's bodyguard? <sighs> if you be my bodyguard. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. None, none of the new ones today, but I, I think Black Ops I'm pretty good at. Yeah, you could do some. You could do a little black, bit of Black Ops bodyguard. A little, bodyguard, black ops, a little yeah, Whitney Hoffman, a little, uh, little thing going on. You know, eh, you know yeah. be a little uh, Kevin. 
<laughs> but if I've got to be a bodyguard, you know, I, I've got to get rid of those Jeeps first. You, you know? Yeah, it's like the you know, first thing he does every time he plays Black Ops is to see that Jeep? Gone. There. He blows it up right at, right at the start of every map. So if you're ever playing with us, uh, I'm PZUL on Xbox Live. And I'm, uh... <laughs> yeah, go to him and then look for Metal Monkey. It's yeah, it's spelled weird. Yeah, but still, it's we'll we'll put we'll have like a, a caffeination gaming night somewhere. We should. That, that, that'll be all kinds of fun. But you know, it's it's one of those things where you're looking at it and you're going, I think that would be really cool, but I don't know if I would actually be it would be worth the amount that you're going to pay somebody to do it. Right. So, all right, what's the next thing we got for you here? The next thing we got is, I think it's yours. No, this is you. This is all you. <laughs> all me? All you. All right. Well, this is the R2-D2 folding armchair, which is uh, pretty fancy, but I'm not staring at the chair personally. Yeah, I know. Not a lot of people are actually <laughs> too focused on the chair and the uh, marketing copy that they have in this one. No, I mean, the, cha the chair is nice, but quite honestly, the uh, young lady that is sitting in the chair is a lot better. She even has a beer. She does. She, You know, I didn't even notice the beer. <laughs> It's the beach. It's the beach scenery. That, yeah, you know, I know. It's eye. very distracting, really. But, I mean, Leo on the beach, I mean, would the gold bikini really be a good thing to actually wear on the beach? It'd be a little hot. Just a little. All right. Just a little. A little. All right. <laughs> so so that's the fan service for tonight's episode. <laughs> but the other cool thing that we actually found, which actually is a little bit more techie, is from over at Thingiverse.com. Now, Thingiverse is a place where people post their MakerBot uh, uh, projects. And MakerBot's like this 3D printer that you can buy and put in your basement and do every all kinds of fun, cool things. In fact, the coolest thing that you can do with a MakerBot is actually print out new parts. And this was a... A hard thing for me to explain to people, but basically the MakerBot is a 3D printer. And what that actually means is that if you have a file that lets you know the, the height and the width and depth and everything of these things, you can actually, the, the thing that I'm holding up right now is a pen holder. It's very simple. It's just a little round base and you put your pen in it and it sits there. That's it. It's it's it was originally for the uh, Wacom pen that I had down here, and it j I just keep it out here because it's really nice and easy to just keep on the desk. So if I wanted to, I could you know try and figure out the geometry involved and what it would make to look like one of what it would make what it would be to make one of these on the screen. And as soon as I could do that, I could load it into something called G Code and put it in the MakerBot and print me out another one of them. Right. Well, the cool thing is, over at Thingiverse, they have people who donate their files so that you can see whatever it is, whatever crazy things that they have managed to actually create, you can create too because you can just download the files without doing any of the work. That's where this comes in. This is a turtle shell racer, high-powered edition. The person not only made all of the fun little things so that you could actually see how these things are made and all the different parts and how they're put together, which is cool enough, but they actually also have uh, stuff up there so that you can actually see the remote control innards that are on the underside of it. I love this. I think this is fantastic. I want to make one of these when we get the 3D printer. Yeah. I don't care how much the... the uh, I don't care how much the materials are. I think I really need to actually do this. This should be a moral imperative. <laughs> so it's like you're going to see these kind of think crazy things floating around the, in the back of the caffeination. Or maybe, you know, all of a sudden they'll just drive by. Me, 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 me. I'd like to see somebody drive down the street and just see this thing right behind it, hauling it. <laughs> I think that'd be really That funny. would be awesome, especially if it was the blue one with the wings. Yeah. Because, you know, that that seeks the number one. That does. That does so there you go. I, I don't know. I, the red one I know, the the green one I know, but I don't know what the black one is. I think the black one is just something extra. I, I can't, just a little I can't something remember. extra they threw in there? Yeah. Okay. 
that that's all right. That that's okay. I'm perfectly fine doing that. But uh, you know, I gotta love all that stuff, and I think it's pretty cool. So if you see the caffeination a little bit down the road, you know, maybe maybe we'll have something fun like that. Hopefully, hopefully. All right, now we're moving right along to the. Uh, Next thing we got for you here, Caffeination Reviews Savor Sweets Espresso Candy. Unfortunately, with the espresso candy, all I have, the, the fun, f- fine people over at Savor Sweets actually were lovely enough to, to send me some samples. And all I have is the sticks. So that doesn't really make for a good podcast. So, to, so you know, it's like I can hold them up, but they don't really look like anything other than the... Uh, sticks that would have a lollipop uh but the cool thing about them was not only do they taste fantastic but they're completely all natural which means there's no corn syrup there's no other kind of junk in them uh they they have unbelievable real natural flavors so for their espresso lollipop it was espresso brewed and dropped into the uh, vat of boiling sugar and then they put a little bit of lemon juice into it just to to help harden it up and dropped it into a mold boom there's an espresso lollipop. They have uh, the iced tea ones, the black iced tea. Uh, they were fantastic. My wife and I both had them. The, the funny thing about them was that they tasted like they should be cold. So you almost wanted to put it in the freezer to actually enjoy it because it tasted like you were drinking a nice, tall, sweet iced tea. So it was one of those things where I, I kept looking back on, yeah, this it, it tastes wrong. It tastes like it should be in a big glass full of ice. So, yeah, that's that's just me. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, and the best part about it was I, I didn't understand when I was looking at the actual wrapper, which I have somewhere laying around, but it actually said compost this wrapper. I was like, this is plastic. You can't compost plastic. So then I read some of the marketing material. It wasn't plastic. It was actually wood fiber cellophane. So you could throw the plastic away in, into your uh, compost bin. The uh, inks that they used to print on the biodegradable labels were actually compost safe. The sticks themselves are actually going to go into the compost bin. And even the tiny little ribbon that's tied around it is actually made from cotton fiber. So, like, everything is compostable. So after you're done eating the all-natural lollipop, you can throw all of the bits of trash into your compost pile and you're perfectly fine. So I I think that's really cool. It's a little extra added uh, step on top of stuff. So they have some really good uh, flavors besides the three that they sent us, which is espresso candy black tea and chai candy uh they also have ghost pepper hmm. like the flaming hot ghost pepper that they made is a very limited order so if you're a uh, a heat junkie you might want to head over to saversweets.com see if you can pick one of them up uh they're, they're, they're a little bit more expensive than some of the other uh things that they have up there but some of the crazy flavors that they have i mean these are all you know like they use basically bits and pieces of all of their uh, all natural flavors that are in stuff so they have things that are as simple as uh you know like hazelnut and stuff like that so right but for some reason nothing else is loading so i can't actually show you it but hey you know they, they had some really good stuff up there all right, and then the second thing that we actually have is I actually have the bag right here. The fine folks at Agro Eco, uh, the uh, it's a community Arco or Argo or Agro, sorry, Ecology Network. I keep trying to say Arcology from SimCity, so that's my my problem. It's not theirs. Uh, this is a very special kind of coffee. It's not because it's from Nicaragua. It's not because it taught me how to spell Nicaragua, as I was typing it enough times in an article. And it's not because of any of those other things. It's actually because the coffee exists, and it's greater than the sum of its parts. This coffee was produced entirely by a small farm co-op. And that one small farm co-op, does not. they're not fair trade certified. They're nothing like that. Um, and and it's basically because the majority of the money that gets made from these things. So, for instance, they actually give you some uh, uh, statistics. I, I think they might be on the back. Uh, 
Yeah, okay. The, the for if you're going to buy regular coffee in the supermarket, roughly $2.60 of whatever price you paid per pound actually goes back to the people who grow it. That's next to nothing. And in fact, none of that money helps to go to fund crops other than coffee or anything like that or anything. It's just, you know, it's paid to the wholesalers and everybody else gets a cut on the way there. If you're getting fair trade certified coffee, it's a little bit better. It's $2.80 roughly goes to the people but if you're buying this stuff, then $3.42 of the price that you paid actually goes there. Everything else is shipping, and then it goes to one specific roaster, and then it comes right to you. It's very good coffee, and it has a big heart to go with it. So I, I kind of thought that it was really cool. And the best part about it is that the coffee, it doesn't just say that it's organic and doesn't just say that it's shade-grown. But they actually tell you who grew the coffee and they tell you who that you're actually helping. This this co-op started with 366 women and 718 men in 1992. And currently it's it's well up over 1000 members. There's um there's 430 people in the community that are growing coffee. These are all little things that, that kind of make the difference because the, now that the community has more money that's coming back to it from the coffee, there's other crops that are being planted. So it's right. not just everybody's relying on coffee because if everybody relies on the coffee, when the coffee market dips, the community is basically you know, imploding. And that's nobody wants to see that kind of thing. So it's it's a much more stable economy, and it's much more stable agriculturally because they're growing it in the shade, and they're not using pesticides that are going to get into the drinking water and all that other stuff. So hmm. it's a really cool thing. So if you want to hear more about it, head on over to the Caffeination Podcast. I have an article that's up there about it, and they also have their wonderful thing over there as well. All right, next little story that we have, it's a little bit more lighthearted. I don't know why you gave this to me. <laughs> <laughs> and what this is is just a simple fairy dust salt and pepper shakers. Haha, <laughs> ha, very funny. I thought this was just funny, and I, this this is by no means an assault on your manhood. <laughs> uh, th- this th- I thought this was pretty cool. It's a salt and a pepper shaker that's shaped like little fairy wands, <laughs> and there's. They they make salt and pepper come out. They're twelve bucks. I think with the amount of salt that that your family uses, I think we should put these in the table. Yeah, but it doesn't even look like they hold much. Yeah, that's true. I think we probably need like one of those big industrial sifters. And yeah, people, like what they have at McDonald's <laughs> for where they put the salt in the fries, where you can see like it's snowing on it. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we need. But I thought this was pretty funny. It's 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 one of those things where it's a it's a design design feature. It's just funny, so you just throw it out there and then you move on. <laughs> I thought it was interesting. So what's the next thing that we got up there for you? The next thing we have would be, give me a second, is uh, the Star Wars Breakfast Beverage Set. Now, uh, not too long ago I wrote about uh, the Dark Side, the Vader's Dark Side Roast uh, from over at Think Geek. Well, they came out with uh, two new uh, flavors, uh, well, two new hot beverage uh, ideas. Yeah, well, they're not necessarily, (laughs) yeah, I understand what you mean. It's kind of hard because it's like there's no one universal term that means coffee, tea, and cocoa. Right. <laughs> Got to go with hot beverage. Beverages. So uh, along with the uh, the Vader's Dark Side Roast, you can get the hot cocoa and the Yoda. Dagobah. Dag- yeah, Dagobah green tea. Okay, there you go. So, I mean, it, it's everything all rolled up into one. It's kind of a fun little uh, packaging situation, but 30 bucks is a lot to pay. Yeah, just I mean, roll that. I've paid a lot of money for tea. I've paid a lot of money for coffee, but this is, 
You know, I I understand that George Lucas got to get paid. I mean, at, at some point, you know, don't you think that the man has has gone a little bit too far? Just a little. So I thought that was pretty funny. So I just wanted to share it with the group. All right, next little fun thing that we got for you here is uh, still me. Yeah, I, th- oh, I think this is you. Man, three in a row. Whoa, turkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a uh, twister shot glass, and basically, it's your run of the mill. Shot glass split in two to have two separate uh, liquids in there, which could cause for a bad time. Yeah, I, I, I like this. I think it, it, it's they're, they're selling them for a set of twos about five bucks. Which isn't bad at all. I'm, I'm intrigued. It's so, just... so for a set of two, that means you can have four total beverages in it. Yeah, that's that's bad. That, that's, that's a lot. That's and, an early night. Yeah, that that is an early night. Yeah, this is the party night of the year. We should be doing shots on the air. That's what we should be doing. We should Except be doing. You're going to work. I got to go to work. All right. So no problem. No worries. All next right. time. Next time. We'll get them next time. All right, killer. <laughs> All right. Next little thing we got up for you here. Uh, I live in a household where I am the only person who knows how to use chopsticks. I do not know if you know how to use chopsticks, do you? No. All right. So what I've seen is that people are, are are often frustrated and they get to that point in the meal where they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I really like using chocolate. You know, I really want to try this. But they get to that point where their hunger outweighs the idea that you want to sit here and play with sticks. So they're like, okay, well, how can I do this? So this gives you kind of like a half-and-half half tool. The idea is that they're chopsticks on one end and on the other end they're the actual utensils that you would normally use. And they kind of lock in together and they actually help with a little cantilever action, help you learn how to use chopsticks because they fit together. I think I that's a perfect idea, and uh, for the people that I know that are out there that get frustrated with things very easy, this is kind of an easy intermediate step in between going with chopsticks and not. But uh, one of the coolest things that they do here in Philadelphia is some of the some of the schools go to the um, Philadelphia Museum of Art because they have a Japanese tea house in there, right. and. They we did that in like first or second grade. I still remember the whole thing. We went through a Japanese tea ceremony, including how the proper way to hold the tea mu- cup, uh, how to use chopsticks. They basically had somebody who it was their job to try and show little kids how to use chopsticks. And little hmm. kids are a lot better at picking things up. So I probably would not know how to use chopsticks at this point if I hadn't been taught back in grade school. And then when we went back to grade school, we had like you know different uh, international weeks. Where it was like, okay, all, you know, like they would have uh, food from Japan one day, they had food from Korea another day. And to all us little kids, you know, food from Japan, food from Korea, we thought they would be the same thing. And they were actually very, very different. Yeah. But it was still pretty cool to see that stuff. And we had uh, our teachers were really good. They brought, they brought in all kinds of different people to actually see, you know, they just showcase the different cultures and stuff. It was pretty cool. Yeah. So chopsticks for beginners, knife and fork. Boom. Tell your friends. All right. And the last crazy thing that we want to talk about today but we're not going to talk about it as, as well as it should we're not going to play it on today's show but the, the epic mealtime folks have gone and gone beyond themselves if you've never seen any of their things they are culinary culinary disasters i yeah. guess you could say they're, they're they're things where it's it gets to a certain point where you're like wow that's a lot of meat and then you get to the point beyond that like oh my god it's actually kind of sickening <laughs> watching it and some of them are a lot worse than others i couldn't watch the squid one too easily no that they, they actually grilled up squid and put it inside like a meatloaf thing and it was just yeah sorry just not not feeling the squid but they have a tur bacon epic centipede i think i pronounced it correctly this is 10 pigs each one is a whole pig that they barbecued, but inside the pig is a turkey, and inside the turkey is a chicken, and inside the chicken is a duck, and inside the duck is a 
smaller thing, and inside that is a Cornish game hen. It was crazy, absolutely insane. And I cannot believe that this is the kind of stuff that people actually get to do. And they get paid to do this because the people that watch the videos on YouTube actually technically pay for it by, by all the ads that they see. Yeah. This is, this is a level of epic food that I don't think I've ever seen before. And the best part about it is that all these other YouTube celebrities were on it. So you had like Hannah from My Drunk Kitchen and a whole bunch of other stuff. So if you're into, into any of the YouTube cooking shows and you think that might be an interesting thing to check out, I highly suggest you head on over there and check it out because it is really, really cool. But hopefully that, that uh, I think that about wraps it up here today. Yeah. Another uh, another relatively smooth show. Good job, good job. We like smooth. All right, so nice, nice buttery smooth show. <laughs> All right, thank you ever so much for listening. Uh, I am Paul. And this is Steve. Stay caffeinated, people. <laughs>